0: Bling-blong, everyone! Our new podcast miniseries, Talking Mission Hill, is now exclusively on Patreon.
1: Put on your spicy pants every Friday with a new podcast covering each episode
0: of the cult series from Simpsons legends Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. $5 subscribers at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons can hear every episode, plus all of our previous miniseries about Futurama, King of the Hill, and The Critic. So don't be a Beardsley. Sign up for Talking Mission Hill today. All
2: right. <laughs> I heartily endorse this event or
3: product.
0: Ahoy, ahoy, everybody, and welcome to Talking Simpsons, where King Kong cold Cox Kato Kalen. I am your host, victim of comedy trauma, Bob Mackey, and this is our chronological exploration of The Simpsons, who is here with me today, as always. Hey, it's Henry Gilbert, and I've caught additional seating capacity fever. And who do we have on the line? Well, it's
4: this golden-haired little boy, Eric Siska.
0: That's true, <laughs> and today's episode is Faith Off.
2: On my father's deathbed. He made me promise. Long story short, go Springfield, you!
5: Yes, thank you, Ampon.
0: Today's episode aired on January sixteenth, two thousand, and as always, Henry will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. <gasps> oh my God! No yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, Bobby, Cleopatra twenty twenty five debuts in syndication. The Dow Jones hits a stock market high that will ultimately be identified as the dot-com bubble's peak, and on the Dreamcast... Crazy Taxi is here, giving us all the yeah, 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 yeah. Why
0: well, need a full soundtrack? You only need three songs, yeah, right?
1: Three songs is all. That's all I needed back in nineteen or er, t- two thousand. You got your offspring. That
4: game, that game was a phenomenon, though. Like everyone was talking about that game. Mm-hmm. I
1: I play the crap out of it. I and honestly, the uh, advertorial integration on it was a big thing I loved about it too. Like I wasn't driving to fake KFC. I was driving to real KFC
0: and uh, Tower <laughs> Records, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, to our records. I think all the yum brands were in there: KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell.
0: When I moved to the Bay Area, I was like, "Oh, this is where Crazy Taxi pl- takes place." But uh, the taxis were very sensible, but they did rip you off more than Crazy Taxis did.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, it, it should Sega restart this as Crazy Uber Driver? Now,
0: mm. and, uh, well, there's been enough murders that yeah, we can call that's it that.
1: True. <laughs> the most recent time I played a pl- Crazy Taxi, anything was they rebranded like one of those clicker type games as it uh, on your phone. Are you just like, it's all about just pressing things until a number goes up high enough and then you prestige. And, and then
0: it's time to wait. Till the game lets yes, you play it yeah. again
4: yeah, uh, those mobile games there's so many right there's like countless oh
1: yeah there. there's another one where you you could play as Hulk Hogan but they had they made the deal like right before he got cancelled so uh, I mean the Simpsons uh, I, I ate too much pork
0: <laughs> can you unlock that soundbite? <laughs> I hope so that'd be
4: amazing right uh, a little uh, easter egg in the game right like you wrestle enough and then you go back to the it becomes like a leisure suit Larry level all of a sudden uh, the, and the Simpsons loved crazy taxi
1: so much they got sued for ripping it off
0: yeah road rage <laughs> yes, the yeah the lesser of the simpsons ripoff games mm. and what the hell is cleopatra twenty-five twenty-five?
1: oh you never watched that show it was uh it, it's a late addition in the softcore syndicated content uh like it's uh it's basically like future xena pretty much okay yeah uh, yeah with uh with a lot of cleavage and whatnot for <laughs> okay. for all the team
4: when you said softcore i was like okay so is this pornography and i guess it's it's a it's a step below pornography where they're actually still wearing clothing right <laughs>
1: uh, it's part of that last run of shows that the internet fully killed of just like like when, vip yeah yeah vip all the alias uh, i mean baywatch was the king of it but they all were like meant to be sold to you know horny teens who didn't have access to pornography and once the internet fully unfurled by the end of the 90s it was yeah. like who who we needs this? the embargo <laughs> uh, and boy it's a good
0: thing i didn't find this show when i was 18
1: <laughs> i think it'd be right up 18 uh, year old bobs alley <laughs> <laughs> and uh that DAO, that dot-com bubble never gonna burst that's not what bubbles do
0: i love hearing when the dow is soaring it makes you feel good those numbers <laughs> apply to me somehow
1: yeah somehow yeah <laughs> people are loving it
4: oh <laughs> hey. uh, but hey a big welcome back to our guest eric sisga well, thanks for having me guys i love being here and it's always fun to talk about the simpsons even though i usually get a uh latter kind of episode although Bar- what was it bart carney was pretty good but this I feel like season 11 we're starting to starting to go down a little bit
0: there are some ups and downs we've been having a lot of fun lately this one is uh kind of all over the place Mm -hmm. there is some good stuff here and the the first song in a while
1: yeah yeah I think this I think this is an all right episode that has some really good jokes in it I remember and also though I I kind of noticed similarities to previous episodes of the Simpsons
4: in here of course Uh, I mean it starts out with like remember the better episode (laughs) when he went to college oh yeah Yes, that's, yeah. that's
0: never a good idea. Uh, we didn't mention, though, Eric uh, from We Hate Movies, yeah. the great podcast, doing so much stuff lately, putting out so much content. You've got sides, mm. sideshows uh, side and, of course, your main feed and everything going on there. What has been I mean, so we're recording this in uh, very late June. You're hearing this in September. What is the future of We Hate Movies <laughs> right now, Eric?
4: Well, I don't. I, well, you know, there's definitely no icebergs out in, the, in those waters, so we're going to be just fine. <laughs> um, it, it's, I, you know, you there's no way to predict how anything's going to go these days. But right now, we at movies, we've got obviously a lot of stuff going. We've got a ton of side shows um, over the COVID quarantine. We have been doing a show called Melrose Two One O, where we do an episode of Melrose Place, and an episode of Beverly Hills Nine O Two One O, and we've been alternating. And that has now sort of gone away with around thirty so episodes but we are probably reviving it on patreon patreon.com slash we hate movies sometime soon maybe Mm -hmm. september maybe december we'll see all right. Yeah, I was
0: personally disappointed in the uh, the hiatus for Melrose Two or No, but I assume that when you were thinking of the idea, you had March Madness, and that I mean, you thought this would be over by now. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh,
4: yeah. It was like, eh, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do uh, we'll do this show for two weeks, and we're back to it.
0: Back outside, <laughs> touching everybody, spitting in each other's mouths. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, and uh, this, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying some of your recent ones at this time. Your I mean the the Gleep Glossary, that that's really your baby, isn't it, Eric? And that's a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a Star Wars focused sideshow where I read uh, entries from the the essential guide to characters. Uh, to the rest of the guys and they make fun of me for it pretty much <laughs> and
1: uh, and also this episode's name is even based on a classic we hate movies episode the face off is uh, oh, right. Though there should be the slash in the title on this one though I
4: think uh, for fall. I would like that I would also like like face swapping would be great in this episode because you know this episode is doing so much that you could put it in fucking face off and I wouldn't even <laughs> bat an eye there are too many premises I think there's a yeah. lot of good ideas here that could be separated just give me homer with a bucket on his head for an episode and maybe that's the episode
0: i feel like every act is a different episode like yeah. Bart as a faith healer is one act but on the title of this episode i saw face off once in a theater with a group it was in portland we were all you know drunk and or high mm. we knew what we were in for and i sat next to a guy who was clearly there to enjoy the movie oh. and he was having a bad time oh. with people <laughs> laughing at this very serious movie about face transplants <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, face off was a uh i saw it opening weekend or near opening weekend as uh, it was on my 16th birthday and it was i was like all right guys this is the start right before a whole uh or maybe 14th anyway it was the birthday of when it came out, and it was the beginning of a long night of uh, playing wrestling video games and watching uh, anime. It was started with with Face Off. Bad influence. Sounds like a, sounds like a pretty good
4: uh, day right there to me.
1: <laughs> I, I thank my mom for driving five boys to see Face Off <laughs> and having to sit through Face Off.
4: I definitely saw it in the theater as well. I mean, classic film, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Was a Bigfoot pizza devoured that night? Mm, How many boy. metric yards of pizza did those five boys shout down on oh my boys
3: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> uh there's definitely you know i think just one bigfoot pizza with the cake like there was uh, an mm. ice cream cake though so uh, a real quality birthday but yeah this uh i mean by season 11 eric you were you were, were you still on the simpsons train or had you had you uh stepped off
4: I was still on it I remember uh, this episode I remember some of the other ones in season 11 but it was definitely when I started to completely tune out you know I was getting towards uh, the the latter half of high school and I had my future ahead of me and I decided The Simpsons had gone on too long (laughs) because it was such an important show to me and I just felt too close to it when they started when it started to falter I just I I just walked away
1: yes this episode is a couple episodes before a major moment in the show
4: so uh which 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 moment is that the the loss of mod
0: yeah i (laughs) think
4: that i think that was one of the things because it was just like they're making things like matter but it feels like they didn't care
0: i'll say the murder of mod flanders <laughs> yeah
4: you know what
1: the de- well this episode if you listeners are tired of me saying homer seems too mean i'm gonna be saying it in this one too so i'm saw so- a uh, pre-apology there but god damn he's so mean <laughs> it was it was a meaner Good. time uh, <laughs> because yeah.
0: everything else was so nice we had to go to tv to see meanness right uh, <laughs>
1: yes that's right yeah uh, I, I i always have to remind myself they feel i think the writers felt they were in an arms race for dark comedy with family guy in south park and they're like south park kills kenny every episode why don't we have dismemberment on our show it's 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 far past time i could Uh, see that i think we've talked about frank mula before uh the writer yeah yeah Uh, but i did find an interesting thing about him i didn't realize so i couldn't find like any frank Mueller interview i don't know if he's still like active uh but yeah so if you remember us talking about him he is the credited writer on i love lisa and the last temptation of homer i i think he was staff sometimes and other times he was freelance
0: yeah i have a little a little note on him because oh, okay. like he's returning uh what is this uh six years later i guess yes yeah uh he came back to the show in 98 as a consulting producer meaning he just would come and visit and pitch stuff and then he was a co-executive producer for just this season and then nothing to do with the show since then. So he was a big part of like uh, late Gene and Reese and early Merkin left the show. He got one of those development deals at Fox Mm. that everyone was getting developed a show called Local Heroes in 96. Didn't even air all of its seven produced episodes. It was a partial Jay Moore vehicle in 96.
1: And you can't watch it anywhere. I tried to look it up like it's somebody at least uploaded the opening of it on YouTube. one
0: episode on YouTube and I skimmed through it. It is sort of a lowbrow like Pittsburgh based sitcom. Mom. I see. Yeah, but didn't really well, go anywhere.
4: Jay Moore is the problem in this equation, I think, right? <laughs> I,
1: I he's but no one else in it is even slightly famous now. Yeah, so he's. Uh...
0: It had the uh, the horny guy from Herman's Head, not Hank Azaria, but the guy in the head, oh, lust or that whatever. Guy. Okay, yeah, right. But yeah, uh, Jay Moore is a spice you don't want in your stew. Is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, him being co-EP for just that turn. I mean, I wonder if they were just feeling like, oh, can we, you know get an experienced guy just to handle some of the things to take the load off of uh mike scully and the other folks like i wonder i the best resource i could find on him was an archived local news story from south river new jersey whoa uh, because, which that
4: that's in your neck of the woods isn't it uh eric Oh, yeah well, i was about to ask do they uncover a body uh, what was that <laughs> article
0: about? frank Mueller pulled from bog <laughs> uh,
1: uh, frank Mueller apparently was an alumni of the high school in south mm. river and so it was a 2003 th- story about how he was coming back for their homecoming uh, th- for this okay. homecoming episode even
0: yeah like he was part of some very good years of the show he was hired for season three and left and i believe season five so three very good years but no one ever really talks about him he hasn't give interviews he seemed to stop writing in 2004 like the last thing he wrote for was the bonnie hunt show
1: yeah he was a co-ep on that show that's what he was doing when uh that south river uh, article was written i also found out he has a master's degree from Rutgers oh. so, and so
0: not a harvard man so <laughs> get him off that staff <laughs> uh, not smart enough
1: and and also so he got a master's degree became a librarian and then his dreams of comedy came to fruition because he sent jokes to joan rivers and joan rivers bought his jokes and he that was his entry into the comedy writing world and uh yeah the most recent thing i i could find on kindle he has a self-published book pork chops of death which looks like a comedic detective story. Oh, so, so
0: just like John Swartzwelder. It's
1: kind of ripping off Swartzwelder's uh, bit here, I think. But uh, but yeah, I hope Frank Miller is doing well. It's uh, he seems pretty silent on uh, the internet these days. But not every writer needs to be on Twitter. I guess we'll
0: talk to him.
1: <laughs> we'll find him. <laughs>
0: you find
4: his uh, bodies in Saddle River,
1: New Jersey. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and and I also, I looked up uh, a little bit of faith healing stuff, but mainly going to the wiki page for that made me uh, angry and depressed because I found out that there... In many U.S. states, are religious exemptions that if you refuse to treat your child with something other than prayer, and a bad thing happens to your kid, you're not like libel, like you didn't commit a crime. If you're like, no, 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 mm. we're gonna pray away this stabbing <laughs> or whatever, the,
0: the perfect murder. <laughs> it's uh,
1: it's, uh, it's pretty scary, and of course the those rules only apply to Christians in America, not not other types of prayer. Uh, so that was a bummer to find out, but I think we've all seen those faith healing videos or you know on like daily show or whatever
4: of yeah uh, i got a I got a question for you guys have you ever heard of marjo oh marjo gortner yeah 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 this was reminding me of his story which i read on me uh, me and ben worcester my buddy we have a we well we took a step back maybe we're back now uh tj hooker <laughs> podcast uh hooked on tj hooker where we we recap every single episode of tj hooker because mm-hmm. it seemed it, uselessness is our bread and butter um <laughs> But Marjo Gartner was in an episode, but you're familiar. He was the world's youngest ordained minister.
0: Ah. Oh. Yeah. In the commentary. By four
4: years old. By four years old, he was oh. ordained. God.
0: Yeah, I think on the commentary, they said some of Bart's acting uh, and maybe part of his story was inspired by Marjo Gortner. And um, if you watch the show Gravity Falls, Gideon, that character, is oh, yeah. basically Marjo Gortner.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's right. I didn't even realize I, I forgot on Gravity Falls how he's the same character as Bart in this episode, but they're both pulling from the same source there.
4: Yeah, let me read you guys a quick thing from his IMDb bio. I mean, what a great story this guy's life is. There's a documentary on it, but so he preached gospel from memory, performed faith healings and drew capacity crowds as he barnstormed through the Bible belt. Marjo, the name of a combination of Mary and Joseph, eventually became disillusioned with what he considered a huge deception and withdrew from the scene entirely during his teen years. But his God-given talents for drawing an audience and public speaking were put to good use later on, like starring in movies like (laughs) 1974's Earthquake, 78 Star Crash, two episodes of TJ Hooker, and he was the Cobra, a character called the Cobra in American Ninja Three: Blood Hunt. Wow. from 1989. Whoa.
0: I'm looking at his IMDb. He was in Hellhole, 1985's Hellhole. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Man, uh, the the, uh, the Pickens are
1: getting slim by '85. Uh, like Earth, when Earthquake is your peak, that's uh, not a great sign on your career. It sounds like he should have stuck to scamming the Bible Belt for
4: if he wanted to stay rich. Yeah, he would have been quite wealthy, right? I mean, he would have had whole
0: righteous gemstones type of empire. So like, I think they did an episode about this 20 years later, but like one of the more popular religious kids of local notes was a kid named, okay, I believe his name is Colton Burpo. But. And he was the little kid who went to heaven and then came back to tell everybody about it. That's but then right. it was apparent, like, oh, your parents coached you into saying all of these things. And I think there's even a sketch about it on the uh, the Mister Show revival from like five years ago. That's
4: right. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a movie about that too?
0: Yeah, God's not dead or something or something like heaven like is for real. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's
4: like a... Kevin Sorbo being like, oh, this little boy, he's he's <laughs> telling the truth. I gotta tell the world. Yeah. Uh,
0: but again, yes, he's got a real like Tim and Eric name, Colton burpo that's so fake like, yeah
4: yeah tim and eric
1: made uh, willed him into existence uh those poor children just forced to say they went to heaven after dying too after nearly dying they then have to say like no you meant you saw god right yes <laughs> yes uh but yeah these <laughs> Uh, this, uh, but you're right. This episode is all over the place because you would not know this is a faith healing episode for the first, uh, act or the third act. The, really.
0: the first sequel, the first act is a sequel to Homer goes to college. Like Eric said earlier, but my issue w- is with this Henry and Eric, like every time they do a sequel episode, they don't watch the original and mm-hmm. they get so many things wrong that everyone in the audience is going to be furious about because they're <laughs> Simpsons fans and oh, getting, Whisner did it. A wizard did it. A wizard <laughs> changed Bobby Peterson into this into the crusty old dean. Right. Homer always saw him as. It's crazy. Oh
4: that's the same name I just assumed
0: there was a new dean now I did too at first I thought that but uh, yeah upon closer inspection he is called Dean Peterson mm-hmm. and Peterson is on the mailbox I thought it was like oh Bobby Peterson must be in the episode later or this is the president of the university but no it's a it's a guy with the same name but he looks different has a different personality wait so. he's the
4: only guy in Springfield that's actually aging like a normal person <laughs> uh,
1: well they do they make a reference too with the security guards they go like, oh uh, age that up five years that seems to apply like oh five years ago he was at the college but yeah that those security guards too they say uh he ran over the dean which yeah. he didn't say the old dean or the the previous dean he's supposed to be and on the commentary too they cop to it like the animation director nancy cruz on this she's she's great on the commentary so fun but she brings up like yeah people were upset that this wasn't the real dean and uh, the old design and then Scully goes like it, it wasn't like he's he's surprised by it. it's not
0: even not the old Dean he's a different person yeah like my theory my head headcanon is which doesn't really make sense is that when Bobby Peterson was run over and his spine was replaced with a steel rod he became the crusty Dean that Homer always wanted him to be from watching those Revenge of the Nerds movies <laughs> I
4: like that yeah. I like I think that's a good yeah. he's more Dean than man now <laughs>
1: I I my theory behind the scenes is that if they were even showed you know and here's a character designed for the dean this is the old dean we used and then somebody said like this doesn't read as dean to me we need to have a crusty old dean like people expect to see and so uh they they just fully designed a new dean as well that's that's my guess on it but as as bart warns in the chalkboard gag they are phoning it in (laughs) so now i mean that when i saw the chalkboard gag was bart saying i will not phone it in that feels like a response to, like, specific critics they were getting in Season 11. I think so. And uh, and also the couch gag. I just really love whole, uh, Dan's delivery of like, oh, Doctor, I'm crazy.
0: It's very <laughs> rare to see a couch gag with dialogue. <laughs> when they saw it come back with mouth
1: movements, they're like, he has to say something. <laughs> That's what it
0: feels like. The Simpsons
6: will be right back.
1: Doctor, this podcast is hotter than a June bug in antilles Root Cellar, and we thank you so much for listening this week. And a big thank you to our guest, Eric Sizga from We Hate Movies. We always love having him on to talk about Simpsons with us. You know, if you enjoyed this podcast, you really should know that it's Patreon supported. Listeners just like you. Help me and Bob do this full-time patreon.com slash talking simpsons subscribers there not only get that satisfaction of helping us but they also get every episode of talking simpsons one week ahead of time and ad free you you can be listening to the next week's episode right now and the same goes for our sister podcast what a cartoon where me and bob cover a different animated series each week in the talking simpsons style and also you get access to an ever-growing list of exclusive to patreon podcasts over a hundred already where me and bob talk about the critic futurama king of the hill and mission hill in the same episode by episode style as talking simpsons while you could hear us talk about the first 20 odd episodes of futurama right now and then in october you'll get to hear the next installment of talking futurama where we finish off the second half of season two so please consider signing up at patreon.com slash talking simpsons today to get access to all that awesome stuff But if you want to support us even better than the Wiffle Snuffs get support, then you should go to the $10 premium level at patreon.com slash talking simpsons. You get all that $5 stuff I just mentioned, and a ton more, specifically our monthly What a Cartoon movie podcast that's exclusively for you listeners at the $10 level. Me and Bob cover a different animated feature film in depth in the same way we do The Simpsons and What a Cartoon, but for What a Cartoon movie, we cover a film Often over four hours of podcasting fun each month. Just about one film history and going scene by scene through it. We've done recently... 1995's Ghost in the Shell, The Black Cauldron, Space Jam. Before that, many classics like Aladdin, Akira, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and tons, tons more. You will get to listen to over a hundred hours of exclusive monthly What a Cartoon podcast right now, and you get to hear. The new one that comes out in September, that's where we're going to be covering Return of Jafar in the same in-depth style. So please, if you want to go to that premium level, consider signing up at $10 a month at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Uh, but, yes, Homer then uh, gets the mail. There's a funny gag of him reading Bill upside down as Lib. Uh, but but then uh, Homer gets an important message.
3: Mm, there's a homecoming parade?
2: A cocktail party? Then the big game between Springfield U and Springfield a and I hate Springfield U so much.
3: You went to Springfield U. You hate A&M.
2: So much. <laughs> Room. Come on, Pete, let's matriculate.
3: <laughs> you college boys are only interested in one thing. Oh. Mm. Whoa, you're supposed to hang your necktie on the doorknob if you've got a girl in the room. Or a ski hat if you've got a
2: picture of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> my old roommate's the nerds. Aww. You working? Oh, my, yes. I'm on a secret project that I'm not
3: at liberty to divulge. Cyborgs! I invented a program that downloads porn off the Internet one million times faster. Does anybody need that much porno?
1: Uh, one million times.
0: He invented torrents. <laughs> You're right. That's what it is. Or Pornhub. Uh,
1: we got Kazaa not long after this. So. That's true. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, it is weird that they're hanging around their old dorm room. But... I was about
4: to ask: Are they meant to still be in college? When apparently one of them is working on cyborgs, which is is that an un- is that a college <laughs> class requirement, or is he working for you know uh, NASA or some? Such?
0: I want to say it could be that they're all like working on their doctorates because. 'Cause if Homer was in college with them seven years ago, that could be something that they're doing now because like when I was in grad school ten years ago and like two years ago, people were just getting their doctorates that mm. I was in school with. So you're in school for a long ass time
1: i i had assumed they i it's homecoming aren't they they're just back at school just Mm. like homer is that's that's what i think they're there to see the
0: wallet inspector (laughs) why wasn't he back
4: the show should just maybe should they they should just commit to being ageless like Mm. you know why why have time passed you know age this up five years i mean their children haven't been
1: oh and also lisa points she's doing the only thing lisa is there for in most season level episodes which is to say why would you even have a homecoming you took one class like she's she's the nag who knows what this what's the problem with this story and one of them is homer would not have a homecoming for a class he took once failed and then took again uh though then again i i think i understand why they would call him back for having one class it's because they're going to shake him down at the fundraiser so they're just emailing whoever they can
0: the joke homer says when we see the uh fundraiser uh is very dark i thought uh because of me all the dorms now have security phones <laughs> yeah just like what do you uh, i I think they're implying some seriously uh messed up stuff with I'm, homer there
1: i my cleanest reading of that joke is that thanks to binge drinking someone needed to make an emergency call and they mm, couldn't let us yeah. let's just say that let's uh though i I've, I've complained before i don't like horny homer and him getting into all that porno <laughs> i just don't like it
0: we're i guess we're pro horny marge yeah so Were
4: you okay with him drooling over the, the porno torrents
1: no that feels wrong to yeah. me i i don't like i homer should be turned on by marge and eating food he should definitely <laughs> doing an mm, porno joke basically is just i I don't know i don't like
4: it i agree with you it's a bit much in in, in my family friendly show he should be more innocent <laughs> uh
1: exactly. yeah i like him better played as a big kid not as a horny dude who wants to download lots of porno <laughs> I,
4: I mean he seemed to be conceived as a as a big kid right and he's yeah. got such wonder in his eyes at all times
1: uh also i like that he misremembers the uh 70s classic <laughs> film love story as his uh college years <laughs> the, that feels like that again feels like a throwback kind of joke like that yeah there's... they weren't all
0: happy days march <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah exactly these these are a lot of like you know pitches that would have been in season four and now they're coming back now i'm not
0: I'm i do not... like it. i mean i feel like this episode has a lot of what i call merkin energy and i think mm. frank Mueller is bringing it to yeah. this episode
1: uh no Mueller. i remember he said one of the funniest things i ever heard on one of the commentaries which was in i love lisa they have the vietnam flashback joke and graining talks about how a person wrote in after it and said i can't believe you did a vietnam flashback joke it's in such poor taste i served in vietnam and mula says you should have wrote back and said there wasn't a vietnam flashback in it <laughs> and he was imagining it uh, i i also did note though that uh, the when they do these callbacks i think the animators are more into accuracy uh when they can get away with it than the uh writers because i double checked it the dorm room is exactly the same right down to the space mutants poster i did too
0: yeah because they don't really we don't talk about space mutants anymore on the show there's
1: never (laughs) a space mutant joke it was when it's only the only other time i remember it recently was when it was drawn into the background uh behind mel gibson in that episode Oh yeah, I also think that ski hat uh, is probably used a lot more often than the tie in that <laughs> in that dorm room. Uh, but yeah, so Homer. Goes to uh, the dinner with the dean, and uh, that's when we meet uh, Anton lubchenko who we've had in uh, the opening clip. There, I it's definitely a joke about how. Uh, and I had to look this up because me and Bob are not uh, sports fans, but it's definitely a joke about how a lot of the famous members of the special teams rosters, especially kickers on NFL teams, are often people with you know not native to the U.S. with funny to American ears.
4: Names. Right. And isn't it so charming when you have that character go like, I live in filth in my old country and I come here. And it's just like, uh, and now we live in filth. Look at us now here in September 2020.
1: (laughs) Who are we to judge Anton for his, his lifestyle? uh yeah i think you know these kind of jokes of this vague foreigner with anton uh they're they're definitely of the late 90s early yeah i
0: prefer the jokes about communications degrees than jokes at the expense of poor russians
1: i think he's kind of based on well the most famous uh, non-us kicker i could find was hall of famer morton anderson who he played from the early 80s to the late aughts like that's is kickers can keep doing it for a while at a professional level because you're not taking the hits of the other people i i wonder if there's a little anger on the you know if you're if you're a defensive lineman or whatever for the nfl you maybe have like a five-year career
0: yeah i guess you don't get any glory either it's all the quarterback and the running back yeah and the, yeah. <laughs> and the coach
1: the coach is the most important he wears the he has a tight haircut and tells people what to do oh no what about the owners oh they're the most important of all
0: those beautiful owners
1: (laughs) (laughs) after they give a presentation they reveal what it really was for was to shake everybody down for money which i gotta think is the harvard writers especially going like this uh, this happens every time they go back to
0: harvard yeah in commentary they are like this is like every dinner we go to as like professionals in hollywood and uh, oh yeah i'm far far away from my college but they still send me like you know alumni letters i'm i pay i'll be paying 700 bucks a month to my college or the bank that put me through school (laughs) until i'm like 55 they're not getting a cent more i relish that they spent 10 cents to send me something to ask for money
4: i i'm also an older man with student loan debt still to this day Cool. Uh, man, I am feeling pretty good about my choice to drop out of college uh, hearing these stories. Good on you. You did the right thing. <laughs> but c- kids listening, do that. Well, no, I don't know. You, uh, judge your own scenario. But I think the Harvard writers definitely should be hit up for money because Skull and Bones got them through, <laughs> got them staff jobs. We know how it works. Uh, they, the, the Skull and Bones Society, after uh, jerking off on those
1: bones, they give a call to every Hollywood producer. <laughs> I mean, to, right. to
0: be fair, that is a year thing but I imagine Harvard has its own dark society with like uh, you know incest and uh, sleeping in coffins just like just like Yale does
4: bones and skulls <laughs> the bones and skulls yeah
1: <laughs> well and they get a whiff and poof joke in here which like the same with harvard harvard has their own acapella group but they're not as famous as the yale whiff poof
0: nothing is funnier than the word whiff and poof you can't even parody it the whiffle <laughs> snuffs when i looked it up i had to make sure it was not like a parody of something else with <laughs> whiff and poof
1: and it's a 110-year-old it's a tradition, that acapella group. It's, it's uh, 1908 it got invented. That's insane. The, the closest I could find from Harvard is they have a jazz acapella group that's been around for some decades called the Din and Tonics
4: do you guys think in like 1908 like you, you start hearing acapella and you just like you think you're losing your fucking mind like <laughs> you never heard anything quite like that
1: it's like hearing an electric guitar for people right. then.
4: <laughs> you're not ready for this but your kids are gonna love it oh god i was thinking about <laughs> <of back laughs> the future
0: uh, you know that they're not even looking for <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: i also
1: uh, i like that the way they do the fundraising is basically out of like a batman 60 uh, anatomist batman thing of just a open bag you put money into
4: with
0: professor rocco and chancellor knuckles yes
4: yeah oh, those are great character names particularly mr knuckles <laughs> And uh, then it's time for Homer to get some revenge. I love this outfit he puts on. Whenever Homer puts on all black with like the with like the black beanie, and he's sneaking around. Didn't he like steal Moe's car in this similar getup?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's got a regular crime outfit now at this point in the series.
1: <laughs> he, he commits so many crimes. Yeah, that's the same <laughs> outfit he wore in Thirty Minutes Over Tokyo, where he breaks into Ned's house right. to steal his stuff. <laughs>
2: So, when Dean Peterson opens his door, this bucket of super glue is gonna drop right on his head. What the?!
5: Oh, real original! Who did this? Kappa Gamma Tau! Last in grades, first in pranks!
2: <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, that's it. You're through, Dean! Ah! Oh, who's the
3: dean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Dad. It just won't budge. I tried greasing the bucket with bacon fat, but your father kept eating it.
2: Well, couldn't you try a non-delicious fat? <clears throat> oh, there's no such thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think at that in the scene with the glue, we do see the Peterson on the mailbox. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. And also, that's when they cut to the the security guards, which uh, them aging up the photo where Homer's holding a fish and it kills the fish by aging it up. That's a pretty good <laughs> yeah. joke. And his
0: clothes become more worn. <laughs> yes, I did appreciate
4: and he gets a that giant beard. Now, is that that's what they did with the dean? It's like just imagine that dean from the original and just give him a big old beard now. <laughs> (laughs) uh yeah i mean you know the
1: homer running him over probably caused him endless health problems that we we kind of miss uh off screen he no longer has a spine remember that's right yeah i uh and he's got to go easy on it so he can't live the healthy lifestyle and uh though i guess you know it's not an intentional callback but both that episode and this episode include homer running someone over and nothing happening bad to homer for that crime (laughs) that is
0: true true. Homer should be, uh, I mean, we say it a lot, but uh, especially at the end of this episode, Homer should be in jail.
1: Yes. yeah, Or at least taken to civil court, I think, by the... But uh, also, it felt like another throwback. Homer pours glue into that bucket for such a long time. It it feels like the lighter fluid gag. Ah, yeah.
0: The gag's so nice, they used it twice, that lighter fluid <laughs> gag.
1: And, uh, and also, we get a little gag about the lost era of scrambled porn, where the uh, security guards try to change it to the library to watch people have sex and I'm like nah it's scrambled
4: man one of my jobs in college was closing the library every night at 2 in the morning and and it was such like a bit like revered like oh you're going to catch people having sex even like the library administrators were like (laughs) people are going to be having sex up there so when you do your rounds you're going to see something never saw a goddamn thing
0: Oh, man. I assume they would have given you like a some, like a water bottle to spray them with, like cats.
4: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, it would have been uncomfortable had I come across anything, but thankfully it was just scrambled vision and I didn't see anything.
1: I, uh, when I worked at a movie theater, I heard of it twice, people being caught having sex, like on my shift by the ushers, but I never got uh, to catch that. But fortunately, it's so dark in those theaters, you wouldn't have to like see anything, hopefully. But- uh but so yeah, Homer has that stuck to his head, and it looks like home Bart's about to rip his neck off with it. Like it's a really uh painful looking position there. Oh, and also sorry, the dean, like, who's the dean now? Now who's the dean? That's a great <laughs> joke. Uh but so Homer is taken to the uh Dr. Hibbert, who X rays Homer's skull, and I can't not think about how basically one year after this episode yeah. airs. Well, there was always yeah. a smudge
0: over that, right?
1: Uh well, he put his thumb. O- he said, "Oh, I always have my thumb over this part of the X-ray, and that's why I never saw." Listen, it. Like the, the crayon no, no,
0: no. is constantly moving through the brain, Henry. Sure, it's a okay. magic cran,
1: <laughs> uh, or perhaps the bucket in- interfered with the ability to see the cran. On, this I think X-ray. so. Whatever
0: makes you sleep at night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that cran so much. We're gonna
0: we're gonna overcome the crayon.
1: I'm really. I mean, I don't even think that's a bad episode per se. But the invention of that crayon, I really kind of hate. But uh, Though also, like, Hibbert in this episode really takes a beating, like, for the integrity of his character. I feel like it should be Dr. Nick for all this stuff, that all these crazy jokes they do with yeah, him.
0: Yeah, he gets the final word in this episode. <laughs> right? Yeah,
4: because we do the whole, like, the, the comedy tragedy victims, and that that feels more like a Dr. Nick type of turf
1: right yeah well though okay this was the moment it hit me that this episode is very similar in structure to bart the daredevil okay because uh well for one thing you've got bart who sees a cool show and he's like i gotta be like that guy he does a kid's version of that guy and then it goes too far and leads to an injury Uh, And then on top of that, in that episode Hibbert takes him to the ward of children hurt imitating
0: stunts they saw on TV but the the victims of uh, comedy tragedies or whatever live rich full lives <laughs> the
1: traumadies yeah, yeah. I, I do
0: really I did really enjoy that they're just like live in an alley behind the hospital they apparently moved, and yeah. like the guy with the swordfish through but just standing in front of a checkerboard on a table yeah just for no reason
4: <laughs> and Hibbert just laughs at them and that's why uh, they're there still they just they make him laugh so much just to look at him same by the way classic one the guy drinking the water with all the bullet holes in him and it all (laughs) sprays out
1: I love that one I like too that when when that guy sees the curtain open that's when he goes like right, time to drink the water (laughs) (laughs) time for the show (laughs) Show time Uh, and I also love Homer's reaction like what, guys I want to see the freaks
4: (laughs) I think Hibbert's running like a human centipede type of thing going on there like he's doing his own (laughs) experimental procedures
1: i know in other commentaries graining often will bemoan that like hibbert was supposed to be the good doctor you weren't supposed (laughs) to do bad things with him
0: turns out that's not funny yeah
1: yeah i mean it was we're already like two years past him Offering to sell a baby, like he's yeah. like he has connections to sell babies on the black market. He started.
4: Well, it's the American healthcare system, so it's just going down, down, down each each year. So it's accommodating <laughs> for that.
0: I think the further we get away from his roots as a Cosby parody, the better.
1: That's true. Yeah, you're right there. Uh, but yes, yeah, so with uh, no help from medical science, Bart has a fix for Homer. <laughs>
6: Sorry, but these guys
2: cracked me up. What, guys? I wife to see the freaks.
3: Okay, hang on, Homer. Two eye holes coming up.
2: Easy. Easy. Too
1: far. <laughs> oh, man. I, I had to put in that clip so people could
4: hear the gross sound oh. of the 2 far. I love that I- was, that's was one of the highlights of this episode for me
0: great uh foley and animation on that you right. can really feel the resistance of the bone oh, <laughs> once God. he hits it
1: you gotta hope it didn't hit his i would i guess it didn't hit his eyes since he can see later but and they make a great point on the commentary it's like why didn't hibbert do this why is bart making eye holes with a drill uh though i found uh one of those hidden deleted scenes you can only get in the menu that uh that is, gives more context to this moment so homer is trying to watch tv and what's on tv is bikini bull riding okay and uh the an- let me just say the animators really enjoy drawing that <laughs> on screen that's why it's on the cutting room floor <laughs> uh yeah and so that's the thing that pushes homer over the edge like that's his last straw like i have to see that and uh that's when bart comes in with mm. his drill okay so extra so if you go to the menus on your dvd and like press up it'll go to
0: the
4: um crystal ball that's in the shot we had a... to work
0: so hard in the obama era to see deleted scenes <laughs>
4: didn't we uh, we love dvd menus back in those days you know you got to like solve a haunted house to see a nightmare on elm street or whatever the fuck uh
1: you know i think the simpsons <laughs> were the last ones to care about making those things i think i think matt Grading. he always loved loves to make little, you know, yeah. to, uh, things like that for kids to enjoy.
0: Uh, they're not intrusive on the Simpsons ones. I mean, they eventually would stop being obtrusive. Yes. Uh, yeah, like Eric says, you have to go through like a house, like through <laughs> this virtual world and open the right door to go to the episode. It's. I do appreciate the lineup that the Simpsons w- were doing with their DVDs
4: where you see all the different characters. That was kind of fun
1: yeah though i mean season two with the spinning heads that's bad like but they they learned their lesson after that uh well and also i feel bad for the artists on those dvds because they make those menus and i have to wonder how many people are just like me who just go like no play all i put this in here to hit yeah play
0: all. <laughs> i don't want to see all the work you did your easter eggs
1: and uh, I I
0: really like the design of Homer with his two little eyes and the bu- I mean
1: it kind of reminds, reminds me of a what mushmouth I it, guess is a dumb donald oh okay i i was thinking it was one of the junkyard gang
0: it is dumb donald oh damn i knew it i am not dumb (laughs) i'm a
4: strong vibrant man
0: i think if if trump wore one of those dumb donald hats uh i'd respect him more
1: i think so you know uh i'd be more impressed. shape his hair into one of those hats how about that uh but yeah the the driving sequence here Uh, It's another one of those like moments where the animators I feel are so underappreciated because, you know, it's easy to write in a script through Homer's vision. He drives a long way and ends up in a ditch. But it's another thing to draw an uninterrupted shot that is obscured by two eye holes and just see it through his eyes. It took
0: one animator three weeks to do this one piece of animation that goes by <laughs> in like 20 seconds. It's yeah. pretty
4: great though, like him just driving through shit and then crashing on that embarkment. <laughs> he almost runs Homer almost runs over a lot of people in this episode <laughs> is this mean Homer or is this childlike Homer where he's running almost running people over with the car
0: hmm. I think it's uh, childlike because he is uh, not maliciously trying to hurt people he just right. is very driven with his selfish goals yeah
1: <laughs> I I think there's a small degree of the uh old dad way of thinking of I'm the dad I'm the driver my wife isn't going to be driving Right.
0: so I was looking up dumb Donald and uh, we are an animation podcast so this is relevant Mm -hmm. I found a page from the fat Albert story Bible about who dumb Donald is there's like three paragraphs wow Uh, a quote he is the master of the malaprop but his totally unconventional approach to living proves to be a godsend at times because he comes up with the right answer often out of left field and that's who dumb Donald is when you're writing him remember that
1: (laughs) wow that's uh, that's much deeper than I thought they wrote that character but I haven't watched that in a long time and i probably won't anytime soon and unless we do a fat albert episode of of uh, what a cartoon but i don't see that i, I think they just soon. take it
0: down <laughs> <laughs>
1: it'd be canceled already <laughs> uh and i also had forgotten into uh that this episode the way they get to brother faith is through a wrong turn into a ditch like it's very uh it's it's not the deepest plotting they're like well then um homer turns off the wrong direction and they're in a ditch and it's in front of the place they need to be
0: at least the connected uh, there's some connective tissue there yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah Don Cheadle shows up as brother Faith and apparently um, he brought this music with him because he had his own like production studio at his house like he did music so yeah yeah. Uh, at the time he was famous I guess famous in quotes he would be like worldwide famous until Hotel Rwanda I think yeah like Boogie Nights Bullworth and Out of Sight were two recent or three recent movies he was in around this time
1: yeah and he also had a uh, recurring role on Picket Fences too and he was Sammy Davis Jr. in the Rat Pack
0: movie (laughs) and uh mike scully tells a story where his wife uh, julie thacker was a writer on the golden girl spinoff the golden palace and he was a cast member on that show and he was at the rap party mike scully was and he was talking to don Cheadle, and he was like my career is over like where do i go from the golden palace <laughs> uh
1: you know there's a lot of actors who they don't go beyond that one yeah. season like they i think it really speaks to you know don Cheadle's like acting chops and his uh stick to yeah, not many
4: cast members from Golden Palace went on to Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> exactly, that was a different kind of hotel.
1: Uh, I I also forgot though that he did Hotel for Dogs. Like, oh
0: he's man, he's like a, he's the hotel guy. You've got a hotel story. Pop him in there. <laughs> I don't know. B. Arthur saw Hotel, uh, sorry, Golden Palace, and went no.
1: <laughs> yes yeah i think i think golden palace was a stealth ninth season for golden girls yeah that, that they just they couldn't get uh B. arthur to come back but the other three still wanted to you know they want to still be on a tv show so uh and yeah also like it's it was funny too to see 2009 when i looked at his thing i really hate that on imdb his like top thing that they suggest is crash that so i'm like Ugh, I hate mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but like in 2009 he de- had hotel for dogs 2010 was when he got cast as war machine and now he's been a mega star ever since then as uh yeah. and he took over war machine from terrence howard like uh, I, uh but uh, he's he's made the role his own at this point
0: my classic bit about hotel for dogs is i want to see the movie but what's it about <laughs> that's a classic joke i tell
1: uh that's a good I, you haven't been able to tell that joke probably in a decade no
0: i think i told it on one other podcast okay <laughs>
1: Well, it's always uh, a treat when you dust it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, why did I, I, I got a clip right here. Let's uh, listen to old Brother Faith.
3: Brother Faith's revival? For the healing love of Brother Faith!
5: Woo! Good! Oh. Oh, I feel it in my belly now, Springfield. Ooh. Can you feel the power? Yes. yes! Do you want to be saved? Yes! yes. Now correct me if I'm incorrect, but was I told that it's untrue that people in Springfield have no faith? Was I not misinformed? Well, I don't know why. The answer I'm looking for is yes. Yes! <laughs> now let's hear it for the Holy Spirit. No need to fear it. Just revere it. He works in heaven. That's the 24-7. That's right. Check the Bible. Yeah. John 2, 11. Jump back.
3: Fill it, fill it. Wow, he dances better than Jesus himself. What
5: ails you, my son? I done sprained my elbow bone, so it goes in the opposite direction. The power of faith compels you. Peel.
1: And he cracks that elbow back into place, which I guess it means it was just a dislocated elbow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, this is accurate, too. Uh, I've watched a lot of the faith healing, like, supercuts where it's just, like, everyone getting smacked in the face. And, like, a lot of times these guys just hit people. Yeah. And they fall (laughs) over. They just shove them over and then lift them back up.
4: I, uh, to prepare for this, because I was like, oh, you, you want me on this episode? Obviously, this episode is kind of sending up l- like Leap of Faith with uh, Steve Martin. So I rewatched <laughs> that the other day. There are similarities. He does do like the exact type of faith healing like we just saw Brother Faith do. But it that's where it stops and ends because that's a whole movie. And this is the five minutes of this cartoon or less than.
0: Uh, yeah, I wish they would have pursued the Brother Faith character and maybe have Bart uh, see that he was a fraud later yeah. or something. Just like, I-, I forgot he was in this so little. He gets two scenes in this episode and then we move on to the homecoming football game for the last I mean, there might,
4: there might have been a lesson of some type of morality we could have explored <laughs> if we had gone in any direction whatsoever instead of 50 at once.
0: Yeah, as far as we know, he, he, his faith healing works mm. and Bart's doesn't for some reason.
4: Yeah, but why can't Bart lose
1: his faith in that one? see or realize it's all a scam and that i i it sounds like from the commentary that the football third act came in late so i'm Mm. wondering if the original draft made a bit more sense and and used brother faith a bit more which i mean especially it's a real waste of don Cheadle to just have him for two minutes i mean he he makes the most of those two minutes they're really praising him on the commentary i couldn't and they're right like he's you know sometimes uh in a lot of movies like say your shreks a uh some voice actors just show up to be famous and don't really put a lot into it they're like yeah no i'm famous well, but don Cheadle really is like a voice acting there not just acting yeah he was really he was really getting into it it was great and uh i i looked it up john 211 uh, as far as i can tell it's just describing jesus's miracles that's mm. what john 2 11 is which i guess that me i don't know if that really means god is up in heaven doing it 24 7 mm. i
0: think it's just uh just g- general miracle chats is what he's about <laughs> right
1: john i mean john 2 11 fits in, in rhyming as <laughs> well so bart is most impressed that he dances better than jesus then we get a good joke about all the comedy k's that i i like that once he saves crusty crusty still is like oh i'm not converting from judaism
4: but you, you did your trick i gotta respect
0: <laughs> it so probably the last mention of Cato kalin on television oh yeah was the year 2000
4: <laughs> it's always great when you get one of those
0: i don't think anyone would have cared if his name was like rupert smith or something Cato right? like kalin yeah. it's oh. a it's funny
4: he also had like some good looks and there was like a uh, like a tv approved type of personality behind him but you're right yeah if that crime had happened in
1: anywhere but la you wouldn't have that kind of bimbo, her himbo, himbo that, that, Ka- that Caitlin is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, himbo is the new normalized phrase. Yeah, I, uh, and yeah, I mean, he, I think Leno, much like Krusty, loved kato Caitlin as just a word to say, right up there with Edo.
0: So many funny names, Furman.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Man, Mark Furman funny (laughs) that's just funny to hear
0: classic cop humor
4: uh what a uh, boy lots
0: of pranks on that uh on all those criminals right? yeah
1: he's a real prank master general of the (laughs) lapd uh but yeah so they come to homer for his healing and they're gonna need some help
5: oh oh, my satan really jammed that thing on good i'm gonna need a holy helper someone who believes no okay moving on (laughs) i need someone with the power This golden-haired little boy. Son, lay hands upon your father's burdensome bucket. Now proclaim, (laughs) I have the power. I have the power. Oh, say it like you mean it, boy. I have the power.
3: I have the power.
5: (gasps) I see the light. It burns. Hallelujah. Behold, this child has. The power. Yeah.
2: Uh, miracle boy, I believe I had hair. Oh, here they are. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's some residual glue that put it back
4: in. There. <laughs> <You> know, that's, <laughs> that's my theory. <laughs> I love the here they are because it's so few.
0: Yeah, I like when it's addressed like, no, it's not like visual shorthand for a balding man. He only has two, three hairs on his <laughs> right. head.
1: Yeah. Uh, I And there's so many funny lines they give uh, Brother Faith the Cheetle just kills like burdensome bucket and just his incredibly complicated double negative at the start of that last clip.
4: I also like that his character's packing away snakes at the end of the night. Yeah, uh. I
1: get, we missed the snake handling. Yeah, off that's screen. why Mo was there, right? <laughs> yeah, they must have uh, met at the same parties i would think and uh and yes when they come back bart is really impressed by all this power oh yeah and i love how cheetle says powa
4: It's really good yeah it's so good when he hits it yeah (laughs) uh
1: but then bart is sold on the whole faith healing thing they're on the commentary they even recognize that they've they've done the recant on my deathbed bit a couple times
0: but i like how he's just he wants to do it for the insurance in case of sudden death he won't have time to recant on his deathbed so that'll get him in no matter what
1: i i'd be lying if i said i didn't think that way at some point when i was you know i was raised around very extreme christianity though not myself but i still got some of that residual guilt so i i would think to myself like well you know you can just say oh yeah i accept jesus christ and i got i got 24 hours left to believe in jesus
0: (laughs) but we call that Pascal's wager. <laughs> That's right. I went to school. Uh,
1: but uh, I guess, yeah, if you get hit by a car, you lose that wager, don't you? Yeah. Like Homer. If you get run over by Homer like he does in this episode. Uh, and yeah, they uh, the recant on my deathbed line, that was in Homer the Heretic, but also... The movie. The movie, yeah. Uh, where Homer says, why can't I worship the Lord in my own way, like praying like hell on my deathbed? <laughs> There's a surprising number of times Simpsons has used the word deathbed.
4: It's a good expression, you know, and there's a lot of comedy there. I guess not now, but (laughs) back in like 2000, you know, it was funny to think of like olden time people going through maybe the 1918 pandemic, being on their deathbed, recanting in some old folksy way, their last wishes.
1: Yeah. So Bart gets sold on the whole uh, faith healing thing. And you're right because we never go back to brother faith. Seemingly he just is a normal guy or a, he's all uh, above the level he's not using this for a scam he's not getting super rich off of it it's not lisa should be trying to disprove him but instead she just has her arms crossed like no i don't believe this yeah
0: so the show is saying uh this is real it really helps people and bart is just bad at it right
4: uh yeah. yeah i guess you're right the the power I mean, left Lisa him. does have a line where she says uh something about like oh the the metal expanded from the hot lights in in the tent
1: yeah she that's the most she does of dispelling it once once bart has his own revival church though she kind of just lets it happen
4: <laughs> it's true uh
1: but yeah so bart is now saving kids on the playground he gets the milk money out of Ralph Snows and the milk which was disgusting <laughs> Ugh, I'm getting queasy thinking about it and and it, it also feels like it presages the Homer's brain crayon as Ooh, well. that's where the roots come from <laughs> and this is where
4: he makes Milhouse a ladies man right
1: oh well that's at the uh, that's during the testify song yeah the, uh. <laughs> uh but i do like that nelson is you know he takes on the role of being the the one who spreads the news about like john the baptist or whatever <laughs> but he does it by like i said spread it <laughs> uh but yes here's here's the bit where lisa at least tries to explain scientifically how bart did it
3: he really does have the power go forth and spread the word Spread it! Uh. Bart, I hope you don't believe your own hype. Number of miracles performed by Bart, two. Number performed by Lisa, zero. How can you believe all this mumbo jumbo? The bucket came off dad's head because the bright lights heated it, causing the metal to expand. Heat makes metal expand. Now who's talking mumbo jumbo? (laughs) Mm.
2: Can't come up with an idea for my homecoming float. Do it for
3: me. What have you got so far?
2: Look at Mo dance! Aloha, Mo!
3: That's nice. But maybe your homecoming float should have something to do with college.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right.
3: I think Godzilla is bigger than Superman it's
2: not a scale
1: (laughs) i love it that's a good that's a good joke it's about a kid drawing superman and godzilla the same size and then being mad when you point out that
4: that's incorrect i'm also quite fond of aloha mo <laughs> yeah. mo wanted to go to hawaii
0: didn't pl- uh, didn't pan out for him uh
4: so but how did we get from him attending a fundraiser at the school to now designing a float
0: <laughs> yeah i forgot how this episode went and it's just like homer should be upset with the school because because of the school he had to give them all of his money and also he got a glue bucket on his head now he's excited about school again
4: should be trying to wreck the goddamn homecoming parade like it's animal house in the third act yeah. he
0: does on accident but that, that wasn't the plan you know Yeah,
1: his anger towards the dean is fully gone now. There, in Act One, there isn't one. There is just one line of like, and of course, you're all going to help with our homecoming float, each house or what? Like, none of that. Okay.
4: Yeah, so there wasn't any of that. No, just, no. It just suddenly appears. It just suddenly <laughs> we're we're moving on to a different episode.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know what made him later think of doing a salute to hazing, why he did that.
0: There was lots of talk of uh, hazing in the late 90s, early aughts. I think it was because it was being recognized as a problem and being banned from uh, campuses. An uh, episode of Mission Hill that we did uh, recently talked about hazing, like oh, yeah, number uh, one in college hazing deaths, right? That's right, Borchmore. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but this is definitely mean homer for being into hazing yeah that's true that's true <laughs> which he didn't
1: get hazed at all in that episode unless you count the post credits uh little scenes they put over Louie Louie of him uh, him getting bare ass spanked in by uh, uh animal house style by
0: nixon right <laughs> uh
1: yes yeah that's right uh these again uh, well, at least they you know the continuity is correct that springfield AM it, it was their enemies in that episode too that was Is that where the, when sir got... a lot was That's okay right. sorry yeah. i didn't mean
0: to steal that from no, you no. it was uh, he did found the school right
1: yes yeah or he uh, <laughs> he was friends with the cow uh, and he gave an honorary degree to richard nixon which i think that episode came out like days before and like not too long before nixon's death also bart's number of blanks lisa has done that i've heard them tell that story multiple times on the commentary where george meyer just shuts down anything in a writer's room with that uh kind of pedantic argument of like oh you don't like the rolling stones number of platinum albums by the rolling stones 20 number of platinum albums by other writer zero i think
0: it's because he also has a platinum album for "Something ah. sing the blues too right
1: <laughs> yeah that's true he is a platinum uh recording artist <laughs> but uh and that i think that i don't like that argument because it's like oh then the mcdonald's is the best food in the world or whatever like, po- uh, like popularity uh, is not a reason to not be allowed to criticize something but, uh, yes we then go from the shot of godzilla and superman to uh, a nice little life in hell reference as the name yeah. on the church sign that's cute <laughs> and uh lovejoy is at his most boring in this next clip
6: In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul instructed them to send 10 copies to the Thessalonians and the Ephesians. But the Ephesians broke the chain and were punished by... I got two
3: words for this sermon.
6: Am I boring you, Bart?
3: Well, to be honest, Yes.
6: Hey, I'm doing the best with the material I have.
3: Uh-huh. But church can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it can be a crazy party with clouds and lasers and miracles.
2: And chili fries.
3: A real preacher knows how to bring the Bible alive through music and dancing and Taibo. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: He's kicking it old school.
6: Never give them an opening.
0: <laughs> see uh we're doing a lot of punch-up on this episode which is that's f- some funny stuff in it uh i think yeah. a good a, a good plot like get rid of the homer homecoming thing this could be lovejoy competing with bart's revival services and trying exactly. to make his church more fun
4: that would be great that would be amazing it'd be great to see that stuffed shirt try to compete with bart's craziness you know you get one
1: scene of that but that uh, but just for a little joke about how pitiful he is uh (laughs) which i uh, did appreciate uh but this also i i finally caught a, a joke later or not joke but a scene later now makes sense to me homer says and chili fries he's eating chili fries at bart's uh revival thing i didn't catch that until just now
4: this is also a commentary on like the whole like uh, evangelical movement and mega churches being kind of like Carnivals and like mm-hmm. you just eat trash and consume trash and you, now your religion is trash. You go to the gift shop when you leave church. Yes, yeah. 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 I'm sorry to insult people's religion, but um, <laughs> that's what we're about. You know, the, yeah, the cartoons get mean me halfway to it though. So king of the hill had a really great megachurch episode i remember i think
1: really captured the the feel of what those megachurches are like in the south like just how the glitz of them while still uh trying to appear to be giving the message of christ while uh still having tons of razzle and dazzle uh and uh Tybo, who remembers Tybo, oh, that's like
0: uh <laughs> kickboxing exercise
1: yes billy yeah. billy blanks billy blanks yeah i billy blanks is a really interesting guy he's uh i, I did a little look up on him still with us in his uh mid 60s hey it works knock on wood there yeah <laughs> yeah he he was a taekwondo expert who had appeared in some martial arts movies filmed in la in the 80s and by the late 80s he started you know developing a you know in the age of jazzercise he was thinking of like what's my jazzercise it's i gotta do something with martial arts and uh, so he came up with taibo which is taekwondo
4: plus bow um, and it's genius i mean everyone was going to like strip mall karate back in the 90s <laughs> that's true yeah
0: i recall these commercials like being back to back with the commercials for how to dance like nsync sync. <laughs> And I just remember the instructor going, and it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, bye, bye. And he's like miming the bye, bye, bye. Oh, my
1: God. I I think I saw that. Wow. I saw that
0: a billion times. (laughs) My friends and I would all kind of goof on it.
1: And uh, yeah, apparently his big breakthrough was in the early 90s, he started becoming a trainer to the stars with his Taibo workout program, including Paula Abdul. And so that started opening doors for him to start selling his own workout tapes uh by 1999 when this episode was produced the tapes and the dvds were selling like oh millions of copies uh it was it's still one of the best-selling uh fitness tapes ever made the taibo uh and uh from what i've seen billy blanks he has now lives in japan with his second wife uh, and he's been there for about a decade. Uh, though his children continue on his legacy. He uh, has a daughter who does uh, Tybo, new Tybo, that focuses on like postnatal Tybo and taibo for your core interesting uh well meanwhile billy blanks jr invented cardioke. okay <laughs> <laughs> has that been outlawed yet <laughs> uh you can't do it in an enclosed space anymore you now illegal like, in 40 <laughs> states
4: Cardioke. <laughs> uh, well, you know maybe, but your kids are gonna love it
1: <laughs> uh i i watched it it's uh i mean it's just like you do you know aerobic dancing while singing popular songs while you do it which i'm sure help your lung capacity and stuff like though i also wonder what the how that business even works now because the full videos like an hour long i could pull up an hour long karaoke on youtube right now and we just do it so they Let's must do it and they must <laughs> they must have to count on like just youtube ad revenue which has to be way lower than selling a 40 dollar dvd to people yes uh, big time uh but yeah so that's uh that's your taibo lesson if you were confused why bart started uh, i loved his like not only his yeah his, he made his own yeah. soundtrack it's, it's great
4: you know that the karaoke is just kind of like sweating to the oldies right richard simmons old thing yeah
1: yeah that's true yeah the, this is a more modern hip-hop version of yeah. it but yeah it's basically the same uh, and uh, and i also love Lovejoy acting like a stand-up comedian who just goes like I never give him an opening <laughs> and, i mean i stole the show for me uh so the kids steal a uh fumigation tent which also poisons them they have uh i I say it before but this is definitely very rugrats of the kid the kids to set up their own uh kid version of a church uh but right before that scene we do have uh, a brief clip here of homer being very jerk ass Uh,
5: excuse me neighbor uh yeah i i couldn't help but notice you you
6: picked pretty much all of my flowers can't make a float without flowers. Oh, sure enough. But uh, did you have to salt the earth so nothing would ever grow again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: he had. I, I love it. I love the salt the earth thing. I know it's mean Homer, but man.
0: He doesn't even have to give an excuse. He's just like, yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. I I mean, Ned's even meeting him halfway. He's like, well, fair enough.
4: But did you have to do
1: this? I just yeah. love how
4: Homer treats his neighbor like, like he's the Romans in Carthage. <laughs> uh he's uh i guess maybe he
1: learned that from the bible as well he learns all the bad <laughs> things from the bible <laughs> uh and uh yeah so after that we get the Big testify scene. The big song from this episode. The this song was uh, actually the title track for the second collection of songs from the show. Oh, it's the third. Uh, okay, well, uh, it is the name of the album. Though, right, too. right. So
0: there was uh, songs in the key of Springfield '97. There was Ghost simsonic with the Simpsons '99, uh, and then eight years later there was Testify, and then nothing. Okay. and they've done so many songs in the yeah. past like thirteen years. But uh, yeah this was sort of like released alongside the movie soundtrack as well. They just decided to put out a whole new album That's of TV right. songs.
1: I always forget Simpsonic. I forget. it's a good it's a good album <laughs> it, it, it is I well because for me, songs in the key of Springfield, that was played like I can remember a million trips to Blockbuster or the grocery store with my mom and just me and my brother playing it endlessly so that one's lodged in my brain but by the time Simpsonic came out I was driving myself and listening to my own Weezer mix CD.
0: (laughs) Simpsonic has
4: oh does Simpsonic have like a closing time on it? Oh no
0: (laughs) you're thinking of the 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 (laughs) semi-sonics uh but this is
4: Homer singing closing time.
0: It's whole cover of semi-sonic uh, songs. <laughs> you got closing time. You got um, time to close up shop. <laughs> I, I can't help either on that. Yeah, you. not on uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> blank as well. Simsonic had uh, all the Sherry Bobbin song. It had the Ramones singing Happy Birthday to Mr. Burns. Oh, like wow. all the that's stuff. All the stuff they missed on the first one, but also the things that were made between '97 and '99, like the Canyon Arrow song is on there too. Right, and right. I think the Under the Sea song <laughs> is on there as well.
1: Uh, yeah, they they've, they've done so many songs since 07, It's too bad that they didn't uh, they have yet to make i mean i guess the record industry's dead it was basically dead in 07 when they it was on its last legs when they put out testify and now you just don't sell albums like any longer the and the cover even is the simpsons because of the titles testify the simpsons are wearing you know a religious garb of a. Uh, I guess choir you'd yeah, say yeah. yeah yeah inside the church bart uh, is even doing like he has on the daredevil cape and does the stunts i'm like that's another moment where i was like wow this is really similar to bart the daredevil this stuff uh and and homer's eating his chili cheese fries and also if you see in the background too bart stole away the organist she's playing the music
0: <laughs> yeah this could have been another again this could have been the lovejoy uh, b plot where he is upset about this and trying to compete because he bart's like uh, headhunting his staff
1: yeah <laughs>
3: Okay, Springfield, how many of you are in horrible pain? Yes! Then put your souls together for Brother Bart! <laughs> Satan ate my shorts! <laughs> I was a sinner, a real bad kid What thou shalt not I shouted. Neighbor's cat I tried to neuter Took a whiz on the school computer He took a whiz, oh yes he did Testify! Hey, got a nicotine craving! Testify! There's cramp in my glyphons! Testify. I- Testify. Testify! Testify!
6: Perhaps it's time to fight Razzle with Dazzle. My Michael, roll... Roll... Roll the
3: boat... Is he killing that guitar, Daddy? Yes, son. My glasses make me look like a geek. Now you'll get the girls you see. We'll see you at make Creek. Why's boy?
1: And uh, I gotta give it to Nancy Cruz and her team. They really did a great job with uh, songs are not easy to do. Uh, in an episode where they have to do a football game, an entire first person driving sequence, and a song, like Cruz and her team did amazing work with that
4: you're right but whenever you mention all those other plots I get angry because it's like <laughs> dealing with Anton the the foreign st- student here to play football could be an episode all these things could be episodes I'm just I'm, I'm missing the Simpsons I lost by having this all condensed into one
0: I think the, the feeling at the time was well this show is going to be over soon so let's just put every plot idea we could think of into an episode because like <laughs> yeah. what we're going to have 20 more years to write seasons I don't think so <laughs> Yeah, I do like the final pushing on Bart through the hole in the tent at the end it's a yeah. very yeah. cool shot very like technically cool
1: i i really like that shot yeah and then and uh, you know nancy cartwright great job singing this song too bart doesn't get a ton of songs but she does a great job on that i i also like whenever i think i'm too pedantic or petty about this i hear on the commentaries things like matt selman remembering a joke he preferred that they changed in the song oh
0: yeah it was uh the final line is like teacher's cat i i did neuter yeah. or I tried to neuter and yeah. he his line was teacher's pets mm-hmm. meaning a child
1: it's it works as two things you could think it actually means trying to neuter a, a person's pet or it could mean the teacher's pet is in the apple polisher of the group
4: yeah I like-, right. like you're gonna cut off martin prince's nuts exactly <laughs> i wanted the martin
0: prince castration joke in this episode
4: <laughs> and instead someone's like he thinks it's kind of
1: weak because it's just like it's just an animal cruelty joke Then yeah. there's no cleverness to it and uh also i have to if i may pedantically point something out for this one joke to work the Simpsons' home is like three houses away from the church now for that because it just pans over from their backyard to the church with no cut or anything.
0: Just like the moving crayon, the church is also just floating around town.
1: <laughs> and sometimes it's next to Moe's, sometimes it's
0: there. <laughs> Once we get to the episode where Marge looks out the window and there's like three different things at the window, we can stop pointing out locations because they yeah. admit like things just move around. <laughs>
1: uh, where Mom is not too far away. <laughs> and also, speaking of jokes that remind me of things. Uh, Lovejoy trying to play that guitar is basically the same as him trying to play the Entertainer in Bart's Inner Child. It's true.
0: He shouldn't try.
4: I I love this joke. I love the whole. Well, maybe it's time to fight Razzle with Dazzle. That's a great line.
0: And takes out a shitty guitar and plays it poorly.
4: And then even Ned has to
1: admit he's killing that guitar. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I forgot that we cut back to him. Like that's it though.
1: Yeah, they've again another thing that could be followed up on that is not. But Brother Faith and this like. I could see, uh, yeah, who knows what the original draft was, but I could imagine a final act of this that is Brother Faith versus Lovejoy, right? Mm. Like that. Yeah, I, it, he could easily follow to that. Or
0: like uh, Bart becomes very famous, and then Lovejoy recruits Brother Faith to uh, work at his church, yeah. and it's like We're a. Back. Then it would be a faith off. You're right.
1: Wow. It actually would work for the plot, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, hey, it's not too late to bring, just hire us to write a new episode for you guys with the same first five
4: minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm available. Let's let's also <laughs> just make
4: it... i t- in on this now. No, it's the three of us now.
0: <laughs> yes. Let's also make it 2,000 again. Can we do that?
1: Oh, God. Yes, we all. could. <laughs> Bart fixes a hurt hip, uh, somebody smoking too much, and a pain in your glavin, and uh, then fixes millhouse's eyes i gotta think it's just for the performance but it does feel weird to me to see sherry and terry say they're going to take him to make out creek yeah i was like Ew. i i know often in this show i think they forget they're writing lines for 10 year olds to say to each other
0: but we don't like horny homer or horny sherry and terry no we're putting we putting the hammer down on those two <laughs> uh
1: but uh, then we see that uh bart's powers maybe aren't all they're cracked up to be in this next clip
3: Thank you, Bart, for fixing my vision. Now I see with total precision. Song's over, Millhouse, but you're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice doggy. <laughs> no! Millhouse! Bury me at Makeout Creek!
0: Milhouse gets pet cemetery at the end of this act he
1: does. You're right. I mean and that sound effect hearing it alone that sound effect of him getting hit is really hard yeah like he's really hurt far more than a broken arm would do
0: yeah and like the state of milhouse is not a uh a worry in this story oh, just yeah. like i think we check in on him once right <laughs> just at yeah. the start of the
1: there's next a, act yeah
4: there's a good cast joke there where it's just like oh i was di- i was trying to get a scratch and he like tr- he like dug at it with a with a fork that had food on it and now there's ants crawling into his cast uh the ants crawling into his cast again another like
1: Ugh, disgusting joke to me yeah. and i also do like the gag that he's that milhouse thinks the song is still going and bart has to tell him it's not but yeah you know millhouse and football games and breaking legs or arms is uh it's been known to happen say so, but in the previous case it was burns breaking his legs so it will come expire. back <laughs> yeah and also apparently make out creeks creek is a real place i guess that that's where millhouse wants to be buried
0: i i'm also confused like uh plot wise like bart bart was healing people correctly through the song Mm-hmm. but he can't heal them now
1: i guess we're like to he... believe he f- those people thought they were fixed during the song but they were all not fixed actually either and their all their problems returned the second the song was over he cured the cramp and frank's
0: glaven well
4: after the song they kind of just
0: give up on that whole storyline wholesale
1: Yeah, pretty much. It just feels
0: like the show is telling me, oh, this works. Yeah. Bart just uh, suddenly forgot how to do it in the third act.
1: Uh, They they should have gone have at least another scene where like
0: he sees that it didn't help
1: anybody else and that even even Ralph's nose is full of coins and milk again.
4: (laughs) I just they really should have leaned into the whole faith as a con type of structure because Bart would would take to that that like 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 a duck with water, you know, like that. He would definitely get into the faith game to make money, to do unsavory things and the protection it gives you.
1: I guess it really was they they decided they wanted a a football story more than a religion story at the end of the day. (laughs) After we see that Milhouse is in the hospital and his mother doesn't even know he's there, uh, then football and college comes back in a big way in the start of Act 3.
6: Big game fever is reaching a fevered pitch as the fevered rivalry between Springfield U and Springfield A&M spreads like wild fever. this is writing.
4: I'm sorry, Uncle Kent. I lost by thesaurus. going
6: thesaurus. Lose more than this. In
5: preparation
6: <laughs> for the big game, Springfield Stadium has caught additional seating capacity fever. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Go ask you! A and Ab is gonna kick your ivy covered butts! Yeah, well, you went to a cow college. Oh, you're only calling us a cow college because we was founded by a cow!
0: and then just silence it's just it's such a like i i appreciate it for how odd it is but like the weird like looping animation of lenny just blinking after that joke did they think it was a bad joke and they just wanted to linger on it or what i think so it's such a weird moment that i i kind of appreciate yeah
1: by by adding three more seconds to lenny's silence it made it like twice as funny yeah <laughs> So I never heard these insults like Cow Cow College because I didn't go to a college and I, my parents uh, didn't particularly care about their college. So all this college rivalry stuff is meaningless to me, though it's, it was a huge part
4: of the South where I grew up. Yeah, I, I have to that. say,
0: I've worked with these people and people that still maintain college rivalries as adults are freaks.
4: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't even remember. I don't think there was any rivalry to my small state University of New York at Purchase College. We had Manhattan which was nearby our campus but unfortunately there were no hijinks and pranks there was no let's go over there and kill their mascot (laughs) type of stuff going on i i gotta think
1: this it's really only cared about by the people who go to the schools with big college teams like one of those yeah. like, few dozen schools with that in the NCAA. Well, yeah.
0: I'm from uh, Ohio and it was like Ohio State versus Michigan all the time. And like mm-hmm. if you were in Ohio, you would just by by law. You had to care about college football. So there'd be like Ohio State stores wow. in the mall and you would have to be <laughs> invested in defeating the state of Michigan on the field of football. Wow, And, I and mean, both states are awful. Uh... They're the same thing.
1: <laughs> You know, I would guess uh, we're not going to be seeing that right now in September, but normally in September uh, in the Berkeley area, we do see folks who are wearing their Berkeley gear ready to go to the games like there's there's folks who even care about it here, even though, like, I don't know, Berkeley isn't a particularly fit. I I know there's the play that happened in a Berkeley college game once. That's very impressive.
0: What does Berkeley have? Hacky sack? (laughs) (laughs) Competitive toking, uh, frisbee golf.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, also like they mentioned, they mentioned like Penn State in here or Ohio and Michigan. Like I, I never heard about those growing up because it was the Southern colleges in my area. It was, you know, Florida versus FSU or Arkansas and Alabama or really Alabama and Auburn. That rivalry is so heated that people in surrounding states give a shit about it when you're like come on we live in we live in georgia nobody cares about
4: alabama I'm gonna stop this bama shit. is that just because it's like oh i need a spectator sport uh these guys i'll, I'll root for these guys <laughs> uh, well i do know in in the south at
1: least there are not every state has a major n f l team, definitely Alabama or Mississippi. They don't, and so the biggest football game you can see is the college football game, and I mean, I do think there is a degree of distaste for professional sports as opposed to college sports because uh some fans don't like that the players can get rich off of it, and instead they like a poor college student who doesn't get any money and uh it's
4: trading concussions yeah <laughs> uh
1: and i think there's a bit of a uh a, a, a racism angle to it too why some folks in the south like college sports more than uh professional sports but uh you know i again i'm not a sports guy but uh i oh the Cal college thing though auburn of the two alabama schools auburn is an example apparently of one of those Cal colleges which According to Webster's Dictionary is a college that specializes in agriculture or a provincial college or university that lacks culture, sophistication and tradition. Hmm so
0: so every other college if you're in the ivy league <laughs>
1: uh yeah <laughs> i i feel like anybody who calls another person's college a cow college is an ivy league snob i feel like the only people who make that assertion are ivy league snobs and i do like the joke about fever the overuse of one word and i actually at the time of this recording i recently record uh, i recently wrote a little essay and when i went back and i'm like boy i used regrettably like three times here oh dear it just happened this is why podcasting you know you can't go back and read the words you said and see how you
4: repeat yourself
0: it's our job to be repetitive
1: our job our job
4: it's the hardest job there is <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right and so then we get in a we've heard this impression before but this is the most we've ever seen of harry shearer's keith jackson impersonation who uh, he cal- called a lot of college football games in his day uh here i actually have a clip of the real keith jackson so folks can get a sense of the homespun wisdom that they are parodying in this episode
6: So we have an afternoon of what college football is all about I think the Michigan Wolverines 10 and 0 Ohio State 9 and 1 the Buckeyes losing to Michigan State 16 to 13. It's the kind of a week that you could really get yourself a set of white knuckles if you were a partisan to either one of these teams because the interest. The fever, if you will, is so fervent it's almost
1: impossible to measure. For example, (laughs)
6: the fever. fever,
0: if I will, I think I will, Keith. I'm going, I'm going with that word
1: i also forgot i didn't mean for that to be the perfect setup for you you just mentioned michigan and ohio and it's for a michigan ohio game uh but yeah i think they had a ton of fun writing wacky i think really that's why this took over the third act because they loved writing this keith jackson stuff so much that like i have uh it's like four minutes of audio is just keith jackson (laughs) saying silly stuff uh like in this first clip
6: Ah! ourselves a barn burner here today welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of springfield a&m and the springfield university nittany tide oh doctor break out the hickory switch
2: okay who needs another lamb rack pizza ham hock tri-tip
3: do we have any food that wasn't brutally slaughtered
2: well i think the view might have died of loneliness
6: well hang on to your hoop skirts, folks because anton lupchenko is going to be kicking higher than a mule on payday Oh, land of lakes take that ozone layer <laughs> <laughs> what a glorious day to be that man's foot
0: Homer already out of control at this football game yes oh
1: yeah uh, though how much more out of control than a regular college fan it's a, it's a to a certain level it's not parody it's just how a football fan acts. Uh, and the the name of the school's team, Nittany Tide, is a mashup of the Penn State Nittany, Nittany, ugh, Nittany Lions and Alabama's Crimson Tide. Hmm. So
0: named after the famous novel.
1: That <laughs> uh, that that is the name of the movie because the gene hackman's character went to alabama and loves oh. them yeah
4: <laughs> i love it when a movie takes a lot of time for character development like that yeah
1: homer how did he even get that grill onto the stands there that's an impressive that he was able to pull he, it all the way there he is
0: tailgating in the stadium <laughs>
1: yeah. uh and also the some cruel lisa only is there for mean jokes at her expense and another one here of just shoving meat in her face demanding she eat it Homer should really know by now she's a vegetarian.
0: There's some uh, there's some cruelty to Marge too that I really enjoy.
1: Oh my okay, yeah. This Oh, boy, man. All right. This joke, this joke of Homer yelling at Marge, I really do not like it.
5: Wow, he should have his
2: foot insured by Lloyds of London. Oh, you just know what everyone should do, don't you, Marge? <laughs> so
0: That's uh, a <laughs> It's pointed on the commentary. They said it's like, oh, this is the realistically observed behavior of alcoholics, and that, that thumbs up to that if you've been around <laughs> drunks.
1: Yes, yeah. No, it's very real in how an alcoholic acts. But that's what's uh, mean about it, like, and it especially just the uncomfort the discomfort in like Marge and Lisa's face as they look at Homer, just like his anger, as he nods over, like, he's no, anything, she's like, uh, and I mean, there's darker bits to it too.
4: Just hearing how Scully he says like, yeah, I observed that from my family. I <laughs> believe he says <laughs> the whole Homer thing at the end, you're like, he gets drunk and indignant and then he eventually will come to find drives that float and injures this like this. He definitely belongs in jail. Yes.
0: He dismissed, dismembers a man or he partially dismembers a man uh,
1: or it uh, and, and ruins his career like anton should take him to court for uh destroying his livelihood uh also yeah when anton showed up there i was like oh yeah he was in this episode like 14 minutes ago huh. yeah also that lloyds of london joke like marge uh, references how you know oh this uh dancer's legs are insured by lloyds of london or whatever those kind of promotional things that that insurance company would do
0: yeah i just it's extra cool it's extra cruel because marge is very like uh, tickled by her own little observation and homer's like shut up <laughs> i know
1: it's so uh, homer being mean to his uh, wife and in, in realistic ways is always a bummer to me Though At least, I mean, uh, Dan Castellaneta does a great job with that drunk acting there. It's really good. Acting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, that Lloyds of London thing reminds me how in the 90s, some WWF wrestlers tricked Lloyds of London into ensuring them to uh because Lloyd's thought like oh well yeah it's uh, it's fake wrestling it's fine and multiple wrestlers when they got the injuries that all happen to professional wrestlers they made millions they're like oh i actually have health insurance for a change <laughs> and can get off the road because i injured my back uh and uh, yeah so after homer is drunk he's not too drunk to notice the halftime parade beginning
6: now, ladies and gentlemen, pour a little cider on those peepers, because here comes the
5: halftime parade. I forgot my float. Wait, pat me down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, Lise, if they don't have Tabouli, what's your second choice? They'll have Tabouli.
5: You're the miracle boy with the healing hands. Arr, ninja.
3: Nah, I don't do that anymore.
5: So I guess I'll have to see someone else about my crippling depression. Ah.
3: Wow, and I thought he had it all. <laughs> I had the halftime of my life!
5: <laughs> and I owe it all to it.
6: An overdue tribute to halftime itself
0: i didn't look but it, i got some real uh hooray for everything vibes from that crew
1: very much so yeah i i was i wrote in my notes like can't that officially be a hooray for everything uh, they, they definitely remind me of the halftime show that came in the Thanksgiving bart versus thanksgiving too but a celebration uh halftime show celebrating halftime shows is pretty great <laughs> Don't they hang a cow? Uh, this uh, float? Oh, a pig, a pig, because that is oh, the SGA yes. S- of the A&M mascot. Yeah,
0: Sir Oinksalot, he survived, I guess. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's it's a pig in effigy there. there uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> wicker pig. It's uh again very dark there same with same with the joke about like Mcallister revealing that he's hiding crippling depression and Bart's just observed line of like, yeah, I thought he had it all. He's a
0: restaurateur he owns a boat, <laughs> two glass
1: eyes, and getting around fine. <laughs> uh yeah the also the way barco's like yeah i don't do that anymore that's that's how the episode treated it
4: (laughs) that is exactly how the episode treated that storyline of well forget it and (laughs) the interesting like so obviously hazing terrible terrible but the float right before homers again is like i'm gonna harp on it hanging the mascot of the opposing team i mean (laughs) it's still violent and I'm surprised that everyone was enjoying it in the States.
1: <laughs> it's, well, it is a way to build up jokes.
4: Homer's, which
1: gets booed, should be like more ugly, should be the ugliest float by far, but the other floats aren't normal floats it it's as another it's a
4: tone mix up there well, too there's yeah. a
0: lot of it he has to explain right yes <laughs> he tells true. the crowd that <laughs> it's like
4: uh, homer's float is is the joke but we're doing a joke before the joke so now it's just a train of jokes and homer's joke is a little diminished uh
1: and what? yeah tribute to hazing homer actually did i mean it's uh, i guess it's you know boo worthy in that it celebrates a bad thing but homer didn't do a bad job with it he actually it's a very well-designed float with with movement
4: even and I uh, yeah, uh, love how he's <laughs> confused by the booing and he's just, he, I think he like says like boo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Homer excels in cruelty and this is just a tribute to cruelty. So that's why you did such a good job. Right. <laughs> uh,
1: and Homer is literally drunk driving. He is being played as drunker than usual. The team gets on the field he does, you know, if I'm uh, taking apart this as a crime scene, Homer does warn Anton, get out of the way. Huh. And uh,
0: uh, the threat to Homer is not like, oh, I'm going to be jailed and uh, taken away from my family because I just hit a man with my car while I was drunk. The threat is Fat Tony appears. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I w- you know, this comes right after Grift to the Magi, which also has a random Fat Tony appearance. It feels like back to back, like, what if we just got Fat Tony to beef this up a little bit?
4: The fat well, Tony, Tony's the real police, you know. That's true. Yeah,
0: the ice pick with the laser is uh fantastic. Oh, with the that. laser sight, yeah. I, I just really enjoy <laughs> the that.
4: Laser sight <laughs> on an ice pick. Uh,
1: and now Homer goes, like, Oh, or what? Oh, oh, right. The ice pick that's how they got
4: Trotsky. With the <laughs> laser eyes <laughs>
1: homer too must have had a rush of adrenaline after running over anton because he is no longer drunk <laughs> once it's over uh and yeah you just you feel so bad for anton his leg is pointed the wrong way and hibbert again hibbert appears and it must be that he is an alumni of springfield university but the person who like touches the leg and makes the guy scream like that m- would work better with dr nick dr nick should be the bad uh guy here i think
4: and dr nick i could see like being able to give health coverage to uh you know a, a foreigner right without perhaps yeah. anton lechenko doesn't have coverage and he has to go to dr nick you know maybe that's why he can't sue homer
1: in civil court because he's not a legal resident mm. of the u.s and it, right. he, he's he could try to sue homer in his home country but it, it's international law then anton's life is ruined by homer basically but you're not supposed to care about that you're supposed to care that homer uh might be killed and so uh homer is begging bart to do his thing in this next clip
6: son i'm afraid that leg is hanging by a thread
5: Lubchenko must return to game
6: (laughs) oh your playing days are over my friend but you can always fall back on your degree in
2: communications
6: Oh, dear Lord. I know.
2: It's funny, Major. Lubchenko <laughs> learned nothing. Nothing! All right, <laughs> do your thing.
3: Okay, God, if you did give me a power, let it work now. Not just for me, but for my dad. Heal, heal. Heel.
6: Oh, Doctor, with SU behind and seconds left, my supply of homespun sayings is lower than a doodle bug in Aunt Tilly's root cellar. So we'll. <laughs> oh, jump and daddies! Is that Lubchenko coming back on the field?
3: Yeah! Bart did it! And they're gonna try for a field goal. A field goal? Hmm, 19, 20, 21. <gasps> that would
0: win the game! i do like her counting on her fingers that's
1: so great i mean it's crapping on marge a little for her ignorance but i i like that it it's also feels like a joke about how for viewers they have to make it extra obvious like just in case you don't know the rules of football they either win or lose based on this kick so they overindulge with marge
4: counting each number each of the three points it would go up and I guess it reinforces Lisa being smart with the eye roll. Oh, yes. um, I do love the, uh, oh, jump and crawdaddies. Yeah. Uh I love Doodlebug and Aunt Tilly's
1: Root Cellar. That's a good one. too. I,
0: I went to college shortly after this episode aired uh, for the first time, and I really took that communications uh, major to heart. Oh, really? I, I learned to stay away from it. I was a telecommunications major at uh, first. Okay. Very different. <laughs> it's a real major.
1: Uh, I majored in English, so I don't know if uh, communications had anything. It was uh, for me. It was just I had the AP credits. I was like, ah, i'll just continue in English. And uh, uh, two years later, I was uh, sad. I, I dropped out.
0: Well, the lie of the '90s was you just need any degree, and that clearly That's didn't yeah. pan out.
1: That was literally what my dad told me. He's like, please, you gotta finish school. Just have a piece of paper. It's so important. <laughs>
4: That's you exactly did. why I have a cinema studies degree. <laughs> hey, you know, you put that into practice every day, though. <laughs> I do. It's weird. It's, sometimes life works out a little bit. Sort of, maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I have a master's degree in critical theory, and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So it applies in some way, and uh, I'm still paying for it.
1: Uh, and also, Bart's healing of him is pretty much the end of the first Karate Kid movie, too. <laughs> All right. He needs to blow on his hands, though, before he does it and rub them together. <laughs> no, right.
4: Yes. Uh, i do love that trick that uh, mr miyagi teaches of just the rubbing of the hands together to suddenly make like the chest hot
1: mm. <laughs> which also though uh, i mean the character if you watch karate kid part two it picks up right after karate kid and his legs fine after that so it really must have worked
4: I, I love that 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 pickup because it's just like no, no no we're still in the parking lot at the end
0: of the first movie and does it like really pick up from the freeze frame at the end
4: pretty, pretty much they go outside with the trophies and uh, the bad uh, um, John Kreese the bad uh, dojo master of Cobra Kai like starts beating on Johnny and then he tries to beat Miyagi right and that, is that yeah, where we Miyagi get the, uh, gets the like, in the nose
1: yeah that feels like it was the last time they, they or they were like oh we well, should have had a physical confrontation with Miyagi and the other teacher okay that's the first thing we do in part two he beats him up <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I think there was no time skip because Ralph Macchio was literally in his late 20s in the 80s, and they're like, we can't let people think time has passed because he's still an eternal child.
4: In like a Simpsons episode, we forget all that and go to go to Japan, Okinawa. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he forgot his girlfriend. He's like, ah, see you later, girl. I I I, I dated you in the first movie. I'm done. Falls in love overseas. those movies are, are fun and they have their faults we've covered a few of them on we hate movies by the way and uh, so this episode ends with a big dramatic uh,
1: football moment which even uh you know all the other stuff the animators had to do in this episode they also had to do slow motion football action which is not e- slow motion animation in general not easy to have you know uh 22 players on a field move in slow motion
0: and they had to draw that body horror
1: (laughs) oh god yeah so anton makes the kick and bart
0: didn't heal his leg he just gave him the confidence to injure himself worse so yeah but i like why why did bart's powers not work uh, they were implied to work. In this universe, faith healing works and is real. I, Does I, God hate Russian people? Maybe so. Maybe <laughs> that the God decided to not help Bart then.
1: <laughs> yeah, the instead it just tricked Anton into... Tearing his own leg off, which I believe uh, they say in the commentary, it was George Meyer who came up with the idea that the leg flies off, uh, which would fit because he's also the guy who pitched that Kurt Van Houten would lose his arm. And uh, uh, right. this, I wanted my sandwich sliced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody stump on the leg is, I think, the extra bit on there.
0: I, I believe I gasped when I saw this in the year 2000. I, I was like, so "The too. Simpsons did this? Wow." <laughs>
1: Uh though I do like the gag of the guy picking up the leg and pl- uh, playing air guitar on it that's pretty oh, good.
4: Yeah. And then Hibbert being like, "Oh, they'll have fun with it tonight. They'll drink beer out of it, but I'll find it in the morning <laughs> and sew it back on."
0: <laughs>
1: See, if Dr. Nick says that line, you're like, "Oh, this crazy Dr. Nick," but then Hibbert seems to think that he is medical science. That really devalues his character's well, intelligence. I be, think
0: because faith healing is real in this world, he's like, "Well, with Bart's healing powers, well, I could just sew it back on." And no, he's yeah. like, "I don't have healing powers." <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, like the, the this is real. We should all believe in it. The yeah. Simpsons are telling us this.
1: Uh, but yes, I have one last clip here of uh, the episode's very abrupt ending.
5: Huh. My leg! It broke off! Uh, yes! yes. <laughs>
2: Uh -uh. (laughs) Poor guy, he lost his
6: leg. No, no, no. The fans will whoop it up with that leg tonight. You know, drink beer out of it and so on, but uh, it'll turn up in the morning. I'll sew it back on. Will
3: that really work?
6: Well, I assume so, as long as I have Bart's healing powers.
3: Why won't anybody listen to me? I don't have any special powers. I am not a healer.
6: Fine. More money for me.
0: I think uh, even on the commentary they were surprised like that's what we went out on.
1: <laughs> that's the last joke yeah uh, I you know when you watch it again for commentary, even the writers are like we could have stayed later and come up with something. yeah. Else.
0: I mean so like what of Lovejoy what of millhouse what of all the people Bart supposedly healed like what what is their fate? uh no he just we gotta end it bob it's just bam the end yeah no time if there was more time we should have seen like all the people bart healed now are suffering even more like just to show like oh right. these powers were never real bart could never actually do this and he's it only realizing be, it.
4: it should all be in the comedy tragedy room or whatever the dramedy <laughs> room yes
1: yeah you know uh but then they wouldn't have had time for all the keith jackson jokes and those are pretty funny you know uh that it's shocking how much more time that character gets than brother faith who the name the the episode is named after uh they also point out on the commentary that if you double kicked a ball like that it would be illegal and would not count but i guess i think it's
0: like an airbud rule you gotta do it once uh, then they'll put it in the rule book
1: (laughs) yeah the the visual he brings up of describing people drinking beer out of a
4: severed leg is So disgusting (laughs) to me.
1: How does that even
4: work? Uh, Like, are they going to hollow it out and are they going to take the bone out of it? Like,
1: ugh. I think so. It's just a bloody stone.
0: And And you
4: definitely couldn't reattach it then.
0: I mean, for as much of a shrug as this ending is, I like how Hibbert has, like, experienced this before. Like, he sees, like, oh, they'll just do these things, but then they'll show up probably, you know. (laughs) You know how several legs turn up. Uh,
1: I mean, I feel like this joke is because someone gave the note like barge gives like boy it's really sad that this character that we are supposed to like huh. is now you know one-legged for the rest of his life and they have to go like no no no, it's fine it's fine
0: you what? gotta get that leg in, in a glass of milk real quick
1: <laughs> uh i mean also yeah all this stuff about losing limbs and i we've been too recently reminded of the reality of what really happens there if you watch that tiger king documentary like, oh
0: good god yeah there's
1: there's at least two different people in that who tell you what really happens if you lose a limb and how basically there is no reattaching it and you you
4: better just give up on it at that point Ugh. that's a dark way to end this episode
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: sorry I Eric. to uh, uh, what was his name uh, john wayne bobbit Ooh, well uh he's, he seems to be okay these days
0: he went on to star in frankenpenis <laughs>
1: yeah uh the, that guy uh, that joke also not so the joking about him not so funny now after that documentary about what a monster oh, he yeah, yeah
0: yeah that's oh, true
4: I didn't, I didn't see the documentary but i was doing a 90s joke for the nine or oh a 2000 joke for a 2000 episode right here jane uh-huh.
1: leno would have uh would have really embraced that joke <laughs> again bobbit the- funny name <laughs> bob <it's> just funny <laughs> If only it was Cato Bobbitt. Uh-oh. Oh, Cato oh. Bobbitt. What if what if Cato uh, Kalen got Bobbitted? What would that
4: be like?
0: Cato <laughs> Burpo Bobbitt.
4: <laughs> we'll have to do a Jurassic Park of all these weird '90s so accidental
0: celebrities. Bring them <laughs> I, all back. I mean, come on, Butterfucco. Oh God, yeah, he's got to be there. <laughs> But yeah, any final thoughts on uh, Faith Off? It it's kind of a mess, but I I do appreciate some stuff about it. I just like Eric said, um, they have too many ideas in this episode, and I feel like my own theory is they thought they wouldn't have time to tell them all. Clearly, they've been proven wrong over the past twenty two years. But wish they would have developed some of these you know lingering B plots, not so much Keith Jackson parodies. <laughs>
1: yeah i think you know and even in these messy episodes there's still lots of jokes that make me laugh or or good lines i just wish it was more together instead of uh you know it's a bad habit to have on the simpsons where a character says hey do you still do this thing and a character says no that plot's over i don't do that <laughs> like uh i it, it feels like the characters themselves give up on the stories of the episodes they're in uh but at least there's some good laughs in this uh messy messy episode
4: yeah i agree i think there are some solid jokes in this episode i left a bunch watching it even though i do have issues with it and all the plots are it's like mr burns with the germs they all they all can't go through the door (laughs) so all these plots are just like stopped and it's just like this lingering stew of an episode but it did have funny moments so it's funny you mentioned
1: that that's the next episode we're doing is the mansion family yeah
4: wow see look at that i thought i didn't like season 11 and i'm quoting it (laughs) (laughs) there's tons of meme moments in season 11 we forgot
0: yeah yeah. we just did a stupid sexy flanders not too long ago That's
4: right been re-watching season five late at night lately i think i'm gonna I'm, maybe i'll jump up to 11 see you know try to find these meme moments
0: <laughs> so eric thank you so much for being on the show mm. please talk about uh, we hate movies where we can find you online uh, your patreon of course i don't know if you'll know what you'll be doing in september again we're <laughs> in late june right now but whatever you want to promote please do it now
4: well, thank you. Thank you for having me, by the way. It's always a blast uh, to be on this show. It's a great show, and I love just Simpsons talk in general. We Over and We Hate Movies, yeah. Uh, you can follow me personally at E-R-I-C-S-Z-Y-S-Z-K-A. You'll notice it's similarly spelled to Mo Sislak's name. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you could find the, the podcast that I, I host with three other guys at whmpodcast.com, and we just go through usually kind of bad movies sometimes good movies on our patreon feed we have a we love movies feature where we just talk about movies we actually deeply care about and enjoy past episodes have included uh, you know all the Star Wars original trilogy uh, the shining uh, and many more we have a sideshow recapping television all I, beyond the one I mentioned before on Melrose 210, we have the Nexus where we, we talk about one episode of Star Trek, the original yeah. series, and then one episode of Star Trek, the next generation in one 60, 80 minute podcast. We've done over 40 of them now, maybe 50 So, uh, definitely check that. And, you know, we check that out and we've had Glee Plastery, we do, we do a lot of stuff at that podcast factory. Just go to whmpodcast.com. I'm going to stop talking about it. (laughs) Uh, well, thank you so much as always, Eric, for coming on. we love to have you back. I would love to be back and thank you guys so much
0: So thanks so much to Eric Siska For being on the show please check out We Hate Movies We love them so much and you can listen to all, A bunch of past episodes with all of those guys On Talking Simpsons so check those out if you want to hear More of Eric and the rest of the gang But as for us if you want to support our show And get episodes one week ahead of time and ad free Please go to patreon.com Slash Talking Simpsons if you sign up There you'll get just that but also Access to everything behind the podcast Paywall that includes over 100 bonus episodes all of our limited mini series including our most recent one which was talking mission hill we went over the entire mission hill series and the uh, not made episodes the the phantom season two if you will using the talking simpsons and what a cartoon treatment and again you can only find that behind the paywall at patreon.com slash talking simpsons along with so many, too many to list bonus episodes there. But Henry can tell everybody out there what's happening at the $10 level, and that includes one mega long podcast once a month that is just for patrons of that level or higher that's right bob is talking
1: about the what a cartoon movie me and bob talk about a different animated feature film once a month in the same in-depth analytical and historically minded way that we do with what a cartoon and talking simpsons we have done episodes that often go over four hours long recent ones include the black cauldron and And Space Jam, two animated classics. And we have done a huge back catalog. You'll get access to all of that if you are a $10 and up subscriber at patreon.com slash talking simpsons.
0: So as for me, I've been one of your hosts, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. My other podcast is called Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast about old video games. You can find that wherever you find podcasts or go to patreon.com slash retronauts. Sign up there for two exclusive episodes every month. Again, that is patreon.com slash retronauts. Henry, how about you?
1: Please follow me, Henry Gilbert, on Twitter at my account, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. You'll stay informed in my life if you follow that. As well, you should follow the official Twitter account of this podcast, at talk simpsons pod if you follow at talk simpsons pod you'll know whenever new episodes of this podcast go live whenever the ones for what a cartoon go live all of our exclusives on patreon and tons of other news you will stay informed if you follow
0: at talk simpsons pod on twitter thanks so much for listening folks we will see you next time for the mansion family and we'll see you then
3: at Makeout Creek.